welcome back to another episode of Baby Bump Life with Nurse Wait here again. Um, I was starting to think the other day that I was running out of options for you guys on this little season three here that I came up with of how to prepare for um, baby and um, you know topics kind of related to that but I think I've come up with a couple more (laughs) so um, the one I came up with for today's episode is how to prepare for a c-section and not that everyone gets c-sections but if um, maybe you know like you're gonna have a planned c-section or your doctors talk to you about um, it could potentially be a possibility for you Um, I just want to give you guys a few tips on that now there could be many 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 reasons that you could have to have a c-section one could be the position of baby so maybe babies in there um, kind of sideways or transverse or totally the wrong way in baby's breech um, that could be a reason maybe um, it's more medical for you it could be that you have really really high blood pressures it could be that um, maybe you are a diabetic or a gestational diabetic and your sugars are really high and they just think that it's best for you to have a c-section rather than um, going through labor and kind of messing with your sugars or with your blood pressures Um, or maybe like me your baby is too big Um, for other moms it could be multiples maybe twins or triplets or um, many 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 reasons (laughs) that you could have to have a c-section so if you do and um or maybe you don't know maybe you are in labor and um you end up with a c-section because maybe failure to progress you stop progressing in labor or um failure of fetal descent maybe the baby's head won't come down baby's not coming down that way and you've been in labor forever and ever so um tons and tons of different ways you could have a c-section but if you do Um, One of the first things that is important, uh, in my opinion, to have is an abdominal binder. And um, most hospitals will give you one. And, you know, every hospital buys different equipment. So I've worked at some hospitals where they're nice and some hospitals where they're not so nice. Um, But that binder is going to be your absolute saving grace. Um, I wore my binder for several weeks. It helps provide so much support and comfort um, that without that binder, I felt like, oh my gosh, I felt like all my insides were just loose and moving around and it felt so uncomfortable. So um, that was kind of my protection. I, I wore that thing all the time. Now, if you don't like the one that the hospital gives you, Um, Of course, you can buy one on Amazon or, um, you know, somewhere else online. And they do have more comfortable ones um, if you want to spend the money on that. For me, the one that I got was perfectly fine. I didn't have any issues with it, no skin sensitivities to it. But um, I have seen moms before that have broke out in a rash from some of the um, elastic material that was used. 
and that's kind of the last place that you want to break out in a rash is on your belly after a c-section so um you know you could buy one if it's in your budget if you're buying a lot of other things you could put that on hold and just see how the one is at the hospital that they give you um the second thing i've kind of talked about this before in one of the other episodes but um trying to eat healthy and um maybe if you have time up um like right before delivery trying to do some sort of meal prepping so maybe you could make some dishes and freeze them and that way you could throw them in like the crock pot or just throw them in the oven something quick um something that is going to be um you know appropriate for babies so if you aren't sure of what foods to stay away from when breastfeeding or pumping um you can check out i think it's my last episode in season two i think but um i know i have another episode about that but um when you're looking at meal prepping you know and you're looking at different meals that you're making just look at the ingredients trying to stay away from a lot of garlic onion tomato acidic stuff um just because that can upset and has been known to upset babies' tummies when breastfeeding um and then don't you know when it comes to meals as well don't be afraid to um accept that help if people are willing to bring you a meal or you know have something delivered don't try to be you know a superhero because you already are for growing a human and taking care of a human and (laughs) um you know if they're willing to help you out accept that help um the third thing would be uh your medications and managing not only your pain and constipation your doctor will prescribe you medications to go home on and um typically they give you um like a motrin either a six or eight hundred milligram motrin and then they give you usually something a little bit stronger like a percocet or a norco or something along those lines depending on the doctor those medications the the um, narcotics can cause constipation and um, sometimes just after a c-section and depending on you know your specific situation were you in labor for days and then have a c-section or um, you know just depending on all of our bodies because we're all different you may have some constipation and that is um, the last thing we want you to do is straining um, you know while you have that fresh incision there and um, are trying to heal so colace is typically recommended now check with your doctor on that please but um, most doctors will prescribe you that they'll give you that in the hospital um, because they want you know not to be super gross but they want your stools to be somewhat loose so that you're not having to um, to strain so um, again check with your doctor on those but that's kind of my tips is just um, managing that pain and also managing that constipation um, and just being aware that those you know can kind of go together if you are taking um, some of the narcotics the other thing is um, I personally kept track on like a little piece of paper I had um, of the medications that I took what times 
because when I first came home, I was exhausted. I had this baby that was eating all the time and I was tired trying to recover from surgery. I never had had major surgery before, so I didn't know how these narcotics really made me feel. And oh my gosh, they knocked me out. Um, and so I'd wake up like, oh my gosh, okay, wait, when did I take that last one? And so the nurse in me uh, decided to, <laughs> to chart it and to keep track of it. So stay on top of the pain meds and the constipation. Um, the fourth thing would be, uh, and I think I've said this in another podcast too, but I just recommend having different baby stations around the house, especially if you have an upstairs and a downstairs. Um, after a C-section, they do really try to avoid you uh, going up and down the stairs too much. You can kind of do it once a day, but they don't want you doing it several times a day uh, by any means. But I had a, um, obviously upstairs was our room and the baby's room. And um, so I had a section up there with diapers, wipes, extra clothes, and then one downstairs. And that was really nice. Um, so that if I went downstairs and he had a total blowout, I didn't have to, you know, go all the way upstairs again or call somebody, ask for help. Hey, can someone go get this? Which they would have and were willing to, but, um, at least then I could just do what I needed to do and move on. Um, I also had a little setup area and I know I've talked about this before too, but for breastfeeding, I had a little rocking chair and then beside it, I had a little table that had um you know different little shelves and it had snacks on there I had a mini fridge that I kept um kind of nearby that area too that had different um things in it that helped promote your breast milk um supply check out my other um podcast I have a YouTube video about that too about foods that can help increase your supply but um so anyways I kind of had all of that stuff and just trying to think like more so than just okay have the baby's room ready and I think that's kind of obvious but thinking outside of the box a little bit about those baby stations and a breastfeeding or pumping station um the other thing when kind of talking about making things easier on you is we have um like a bigger SUV and it was hard for me to get into and I think this was my dad actually who thought of this one but we had a little step stool that was collapsible I think he got it at Walmart for under 10 bucks or something like that but um and they would I remember when I was going home they brought that with them and I was able to step on that and then get into our SUV so that was really nice because um you know, in the first couple of days, we went to several doctor's appointments. Hugo had to follow up with a um, children's heart doctor, and he had jaundice, so he had to go back to the doctor again, and um, then in a couple weeks, we had to go to my doctor, so it was really nice um, after having, you know, that surgery so close to the time frame of going to all these appointments, it was nice to have that stool, step stool um, just to make getting in and out of the car much easier. Um, and then one of the last things that I guess a little piece of advice to give you about preparing for a C-section would be sure that you are walking when you're able to. So when the nurses recommend getting up and walking in the hospital, 
Um, it's best that you get up and move and walk um, when they tell you to. And your nurses will help you for the first time. They'll show you kind of how to get up out of bed so you're not using a, a bunch of your core, your, abs, your abdominal muscles. Um, and they'll kind of walk you through all of that. But get up and move and then your doctor will let you know you'll follow up with them. Usually the recovery is about eight weeks, but they'll let you know when you can get back to um, like normal exercise. So don't push it too hard, but don't do nothing. You know, you got to find like a nice medium there. I know when I got home, um, we would put Hugo in the stroller and we would take, you know, little walks here and there. And I'm not talking about very far. I'm talking like just down the little block and back. And then, you know, we the next week we'd push it a little bit more. So just kind of getting up, walking, um, and making sure you follow your doctor's um, recommendations on that too. So um, I hope that helps you guys. That's just a couple of things that I was thinking about um, that kind of helped me. And some of the things I did, but some of the things I learned along the way. So. As always, thank you guys so much for listening, and if you haven't already, please um, please make sure you subscribe here, and you know, I was thinking the other day too, if you do have a chance, podcast and rate this podcast, I would appreciate that so much, um, just because, you know, as a mom myself, when I'm looking at things, I look at other ratings that other people have given, so um, that will just help my podcast to grow and help mamas to um, to see your reviews. So please do that for me. And, um, for you guys, I'm willing to answer any questions that you have. So feel free to contact me. You can email me at babybumplife at gmail.com. Um, if you don't want to do that, you can send me a message on, um, Instagram. You can DM me there and, um, yeah, just let me know if you guys have any questions or if you have any other um, topics about how to prepare for baby that you want me to talk about. And um, otherwise, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys all very soon. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye-bye.